Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, April 17th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from the WFUV newsroom. I'm Isabel Danzis. And I'm David Escobar. And here's what's going on today. Students and faculty are headed back to class at Rutgers University in New Jersey after a week-long strike. On Saturday morning, the three unions involved announced that they had reached a framework for a potential contract. The three unions represent tenure-track faculty, non-tenure-track faculty, and graduate workers. They haven't finalized a deal yet, but official conversations with every union begin this week. All three unions have to ratify the deal. The tenure-track faculty members refused to sign an agreement with the university until it raised benefits for non-tenure-track faculty and graduate workers. The tentative agreement provides raises for both non-tenure faculty and graduate workers, among other provisions. The New York City Council is announcing two new proposals to keep New Yorkers safe from fires caused by lithium batteries. These are often used in e-bikes and e-scooters. Just this year alone, these batteries have started 60 fires and caused five deaths. District 4 City Council member Keith Powers says two of these occurred just last week. Two young New Yorkers in Queens died in a fire caused by lithium-ion batteries. Even though the FDNY showed up within three minutes, they were 19 and they were seven years old. The first proposal is a program that would distribute low-cost e-bike batteries to all New Yorkers. And the second would require all businesses that use e-bikes to give fireproof charging containers to their workers. Well, it's a great time to be a sports fan in New York City. And that's because for the first time in almost 30 years, All five local basketball and hockey teams are in the playoffs, and it's all happening at the same time. The Knicks, Nets, Devils, Rangers, and Islanders are all playing this week as the NBA and NHL gear up for their spring action. The last time all five teams have made the postseason was in 1994. And for sports fans that remember, that's when the Rangers snatched the Stanley Cup and the Knicks lost the NBA Finals in a seven-game thriller. But with all that excitement, there's also some crosstown drama. In the NHL, the Rangers and the Devils are actually playing each other in the first round, which means New Yorkers better be ready for some trash talk with their friends across the Hudson. Actors in one of New York City's most iconic Broadway shows just took their final bow. After almost 14,000 performances, several Tony Awards, and 35 years on Broadway, Phantom of the Opera is officially closed. The show held its final performance yesterday at the Majestic Theater, where some theatergoers reportedly paid thousands of dollars for the best seats in the house. Phantom's creator, Andrew Lloyd Webber, was greeted with a standing ovation at Curtain Call for the last show. And before the final show, Mayor Adams honored Webber with a key to the city to celebrate the British playwrights, 21 musicals, and lasting impact on Broadway. And over in the California desert, One of the country's biggest music festivals kicked off its first weekend with a bang. Every year, Coachella's list of headliners seems to get more and more impressive, and this year was no exception. Blackpink, Rosalia, Gorillaz, and Boy Genius were just a few of the top-line acts. And on Friday, Puerto Rican artist Bad Bunny made music history, becoming the first-ever Spanish-speaking artist to headline Coachella. But the history-making didn't stop there. Just last night, R&B fans witnessed Frank Ocean's first live performance in nearly six years, 
And he brought all the nostalgia, kicking off his set with his 2011 hit Novocaine, followed by the passionate ballad Bad Religion. But Ocean's live performance was also met with controversy after YouTube's Twitter account announced that Coachella's YouTube channel would not be airing the star's performance. So despite being pulled from Coachella's official website, fans turned to social media to broadcast the historic performance. And today in music history, Nirvana played their hit song, Smells Like a Teen Spirit, for the first time live in 1991. The band played at the OK Hotel in Seattle. Depeche Mode is back with a 15th album and the band's first release as a duo. WFUV music director Russ Boris sits down with Robin Shannon to chat about his recent interview with one of the band's founding members, Martin Gore. Russ, you recently interviewed Martin Gore of Depeche Mode and the band is out with a new album. Uh, and they're also going on a world tour, but I want to start with the music. What's your take on the new album? How, how's it pronounced? Memento Mori? Memento Mori, mm -hmm. yeah, which is Latin for... Um, you will all die or we all something like you know it, you have to die i for, I'm, I'm forgive me for not knowing the exact translation but that more or less what it gets to That's it's very about cheery. yes and it seemed like it was related to the passing of andrew fletcher of the band uh, who died um in the middle of the pandemic unrelated had a, a, a i think it was a aortic dissection or some very strange heart problem, uh, you know unexpected you know death um, but as I talked to Martin, I found out that, you know, they had written a, a lot of the record, you know, before Andrew had passed and um, had also come up with the album title before. So it was completely unrelated. I think this is the band's best record in about 15 years. Um, there's a certain level of invigoration, I think, here. Um, there's a familiarity to where it's in the pocket and it sounds like Depeche Mode, but, you know, they've, they're branching out in, in, in a way that I think the band has always done, but maybe it's just a little bit more focused than the last couple of records. So uh, Depeche Mode started as a four-member band, uh, really three, uh, but the quartet is really now a duo after you said the death of Andy Fletcher. So when you talked to Martin, did he mention how this loss might have affected um, him, the sound, the music? I know they had some of the music written already, but did it change in any way? Yeah, uh, the sense I got from from Martin is, you know, they're it's still pretty fresh, you know, in in the wound uh, of losing Fletch, and you know he had been, uh, you know, the bridge for those guys for so long. I had I had spoken to Fletch about ten years ago, and he kind of jokingly said, he's like, well, Martin and David don't really like this, so this is kind of what I get to do, you know, uh -huh. almost knowing like he had to be sort of the the promo guy and like keep it all together and the Martin, mouthpiece. yeah and martin and david have have a you know i don't want to say a complicated relationship but like any you know strong uh duo in a band you know there's i don't want to say friction either but you know there's certain roles and i think fletch was probably the the liaison between the two and always the bridge to kind of keep it together so they had to figure out like okay how are we just doing this just you and me i i think that they've um they found that bridge somehow and and have been able to move forward and I think that's um, that's a testament to their uh, commitment to the band, for sure. Russ, what do you think is the standout song on this new album and why? <sighs> All right, I'm going to cop out and give you two. Okay. Um, only because, um, you know, Ghosts Again was the first song that everybody heard. So they came out of the gate with a song that was really, um, you know, getting people excited about the return for the band. 
there's another re- uh, song on the record called Wagging Tongue that really stands out to me because of this line that says, um, uh, everything sounds hollow when you watch another angel die. And I don't know why that stuck with me so much. And I thought, in any way, is that like post-Fletch or anything? But it didn't really sound like that's how it worked out. But I, I heard it in that way. And that's um, that's sort of the beauty of, of the perception. Um, and as a songwriter, I've often talked to different you know um, artists about they write the songs and it's ha- up to the listener to sort of interpret and figure out how they take it and what they take out of it. Um, I don't find most songwriters are writing it to say like, this is what I mean and you will understand it. It, it doesn't feel that simple. Yeah. It feels open for interpretation. Yeah. And that's a very poetic line too. It is. Very poetic. Uh, now I have to ask you, Russ, what is, out of 40 years, what's your that's not one? Fair. I know it's not fair. I'm going to ask you anyway. I know what you're going to do and it's not what's fair. What's your number one go-to Depeche Mode song go? Only one. I can't give you a reason for this first. <laughs> Can I give you one that Martin sung and one that David sings? Yes. Can I do that? You can do that. Okay, so I win. Um, okay, so if you're just going to say the one, 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 maybe it's enjoy the silence as we go back to Violator. So I'll say that today in this moment. <laughs> but then it's probably also from Martin, because I think Martin is a little underappreciated in terms of you know the songs that he sings on the records, because usually every album has one or two Martin songs on it. Uh, but the live version of somebody that goes back to 101, I think is just insane. And it's just beauty. You know, so in terms, like, I'm not the love song guy, but like, that's a great love song. Somebody is, that's one of those songs that you, you still tear up to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, you got your two. Thanks, Russ Boris. Thank you. I want somebody to share, share the rest of my life, share my innermost thoughts, Know my intimate details Someone will stand by my side And give me support And in return She'll get my support She will listen to me When I want to speak That was WFEV's Robin Shannon talking with music director Russ Boris. Russ recently interviewed Martin Gore of the band Depeche Mode. You can check out the full interview at WFUV.org. And that's our show for today. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Isabel Danzis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.